Welcome. This is Better Edge, a Northwestern Medicine podcast for physicians. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're discussing ultrasound-guided synovial biopsy. Joining me is Dr. Arthur Mandolin. He's an associate professor of medicine in the Division of Rheumatology at Northwestern Medicine. Dr. Mandolin, it's a pleasure to have you with us today. What a fascinating topic that we're covering. Tell us a little bit about the Rheumatoid Arthritis Synovial Tissue Network reason. Why it was formed, tell other providers what the objective of it was. The reason that we formed the Rheumatoid Arthritis Synovial Tissue Network, or REASON, is that we have one major problem that we're facing right now in the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis, not just in this country, but everywhere in the world. I think everyone is aware, and even our patients from watching direct-to-consumer advertising on TV and, and on the radio, we're all aware that there's been an explosion of treatments for rheumatoid arthritis in recent months and years. And this, by and large, is an excellent thing. It gives us a lot of different options for treating our patients who have rheumatoid arthritis. The problem is we don't have a way to guide precision medicine to treat each patient with the drug that they are most likely to respond to. We're basically choosing medications on a trial and error basis based, if anything, on statistics. We think that this drug is the most likely to work, but maybe not. We don't really have a way to test a patient to know what particular mechanism is active in their disease, which we could specifically target with some of these very, very narrowly targeted drugs. So what we really need to do is to steal a page from oncology. We need to be able to go in and get a piece of the disease tissue and analyze that tissue and based on that know which drug to choose. It's been tried for decades now to look for such a biomarker in the blood and unfortunately it's not been found. So the conclusion that we've come to is that the reason this biomarker can't be found in the blood is because it just isn't there. We're going to need to get the direct uh, sample of the inflamed tissue itself through a biopsy procedure. So that's why we formed the Rheumatoid Arthritis Synovial Tissue Network, because the way that this is going to have to happen once the actual samples are obtained and the biobank is developed is we're going to need to use big data to analyze a large number of samples to look for patterns that will give us these clues and hopefully, eventually, get us this test that we all want to have, this biopsy-directed therapy that we'd all like to have. But to get such a large number of samples from a large range of rheumatoid patients, we need more than just one uh, facility. So Northwestern is the lead of the Rheumatoid Arthritis Synovial Tissue Network. The principal investigator is my, uh, my division chief, Dr. Harris Proman. And we have a, a network of a total of six institutions that are participating in the Reason Network. And that's why the, the network was formed. And that's what we're hoping to do, is to eventually bring this era of trial and error switching to an end by launching precision medicine. How far out is it, do you feel? That we don't really know about. It, you can never really determine when you're in the middle of the research when you're going to reach an endpoint. If I had to conservatively guess, I would say that we're at least five, if not ten or more years from having a really workable, commercially available test. Uh, at this point, we're just sort of trying to find the patterns in the tissue that might guide us in that direction. So then how has Northwestern Medicine utilized the ultrasound-guided synovial tissue biopsies for your research. What have you been doing? 
currently what's being done is that the tissue is being uh, digested and sorted on a flow cytometer so that certain particular cell types from the synovium can be isolated and analyzed individually. Right now we're focusing mostly on macrophages and the reason for that is that what research does exist out there does suggest that macrophage abundance in the synovium is the one thing that may be to this point useful as a biomarker of disease activity. And we're hoping that therefore by studying these particular cells we can learn something about them that will give us more than just disease activity but things like treatment response or mechanism of action that would be the most useful against rheumatoid arthritis. After we sort these cells out, we then do RNA sequencing on them, and we're basically asking the computer then, after we do all this RNA sequencing, to look at the, the genome of these cells in what's referred to as an unsupervised manner. In other words, we're not giving the computer any particular instructions. We're just saying, dear computer, here's a whole bunch of RA patients. Why don't you go ahead and put them into groups? However you feel is appropriate, show me some patients that are similar, uh, to each other and dissimilar from others in this RA population I've just shown you and go ahead and make me some groups um, and when we do this the computer makes about six groups. The reassuring thing there is that when we do this in an animal model the computer makes six groups. So at least we're getting some reproducibility. The, of course the major question now is what do these six groups mean, if anything? Do these six groups represent genotypes within what phenotypically appears to be a very unified disease state of rheumatoid arthritis? Do we, for example, the, the dream would be, do we have a methotrexate responder group? Do we have a methotrexate failure but TNF inhibitor responder group? Do we have a methotrexate non-responder but uh, JAK inhibitor group, and so forth and so forth. Uh, that part we haven't gotten to yet, but so far we've gotten the machine to, to show us some phenotypic variation and perhaps some phenotypic, I'm sorry, genotypic variation and genotypic subtypes within what phenotypically looks like a single disease. Wow, that is absolutely amazing. So do these biopsies always generate a sufficient sample for your RNA sequencing in both quantity and quality? What are you finding? Generally speaking, the answer is yes. Uh, there are various different research projects that this tissue is feeding into. It's not just a single biobank. We're also uh, contributing to an NIH-funded project, which is part of the Accelerating Medicines Program, or AMP, and different research projects require different thresholds of quality and have different criteria for what is and is not an acceptable biopsy. But by and large, the vast majority of these biopsies do generate good quantity and good quality of tissue. For the testing that we're doing specifically here at Northwestern that is not part of the national network, uh, we have always gotten some type of data out of all the biopsies that we have done. And there have been instances in which we've gotten usable data out of less than 100 cells. Wow, how many have you done up till now? How many have you performed to date? We're in the high 70s. I would anticipate that certainly um, in the next couple of months we're going to do our 80th biopsy. Um, hopefully before mid-year we'll be even into the 90s. Dr. Mandolin, I think one of the, you know, the million-dollar question I would suppose is how do you envision this research translating 
to patient care. You've given us not you know not really a timeline, but what you might envision it would be useful in that amount of time. What do you see it actually doing once it is? I think if everything goes the way that we would wish it to go, the ultimate outcome would be that patients who get diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis would be treated in very similar manner to those who are diagnosed with any type of a malignant tumor. That is to say that they, once they get their clinical diagnosis, they would be subjected to a synovial biopsy of a joint that is active at the time, a so-called hot joint to get a tissue sample and then using this technology we would determine which particular genotype of RA they belong to and that would predict treatment response so that we would know which drug to choose from the get-go without having to use this sort of trial and error method which by the way takes about three months per failed drug so then the patient's not very controlled and we estimate it could be as much as three billion with a b dollars are wasted per year on drugs that ultimately just don't work uh, because we are trying them sort of blindly Uh, right now when we do these biopsies we're taking about a dozen very tiny fragments it adds up to maybe the size of a grain of rice in total but a dozen tiny fragments out of the synovium. The, uh, of course, the eventual clinically applicable biopsy I would envision would require fewer pieces because we'd, we'd know better what we're looking for. Perhaps only one or two bites would be needed. Dr. Mandolin, as we wrap up, and you're telling other providers how much closer you are to predicting therapeutic responsiveness. What other research or what else would you like them to take away from this research or future studies? Please wrap it up for us. I think the most exciting thing about the program right now is that we've had enough success at this point in rheumatoid arthritis, even though we haven't yet answered the question, that we're, we are now ready to move into other forms of inflammatory systemic arthritis. Specifically, we're planning next to go into psoriatic arthritis and use the same technique to begin to ask the same questions and hopefully get us the same type of an answer, a, a directed biopsy-specified Uh, personalized medicine for psoriatic patients as well as for rheumatoid patients. We would then envision that we can eventually expand this program into whatever form of arthritis uh, once we get uh, some of the successes under our belt here. I think uh, it's important for clinicians to know that this technology is coming, that uh, rheumatology and specifically Northwestern medicine are cognizant of the need for personalized medicine in rheumatoid arthritis so that we can stop wasting time, um, get the patient back to their lives faster, stop wasting healthcare dollars on treatments that don't work, and, and move us forward in the field of rheumatology and in the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis. Absolutely great information. Dr. Mandolin, thank you so much. For other providers, your research is invaluable, and thank you for explaining it so very well to us. And that concludes this episode of Better Edge, a Northwestern medicine podcast for physicians. To refer your patient or for more information on reason, please head over to our website at nm.org to get connected with one of our providers. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Northwestern Medicine podcasts. I'm Melanie Cole.